the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The Answer. Yes, indeed, and hour number two is now underway. Nine minutes past 10 o'clock on a Wednesday, the 16th morning of the sixth month in the year of our Lord, 2021. Coming up in about a half an hour at 1035, Ohio politics. Um, we're talking about the House of, uh, the U.S. House of Representatives. 16th district is held by a Republican named Anthony Gonzalez. It shouldn't be for very much longer. Jonas Schultz wants to help make that happen. He's running to primary Anthony Gonzalez. We'll talk to Jonah at 1035. But for now, for this half hour, I want to focus on something we talked about in great depth yesterday with Peter Kersenow and uh, uh, through our own conversation, and that's critical race theory. What is it? How do we have to fight it? How essential and, and important is it for us to fight it? Well, and I'll just say it's critical to the survival of this country. Quite frankly, I believe our children, their future, uh, their future is dependent upon uh, us stopping Marxism in its tracks. And that is essentially what critical race theory is. It is rooted in cultural Marxism. It seeks to treat people based not on who they are, not on what they are, not on the content of their character, as a famous man once said, but on what they look like. And based on what you look like, you're in a class of either oppressor or oppressed. That's what CRT does. It is cultural Marxism, and it must be stopped. Our guest is going to be Dan Reganold, and I'm told he's having some problems with his phone right now. We just had him, and he dropped off, so we'll get him back on the air, or get him back up, rather, to go on the air as quickly as we can. But Dan is a managing board member of Empower You. Empower You is an important organization uh, that is working very, very hard, quite frankly, to stop CRT through a number of things. It's got a lot of members, a lot of leadership, a lot of activist groups, and they have kind of come together, along with uh, uh, a lot of other activist groups, to form... Uh, an organization that I think you should be a part of. And that organization essentially is Stop Critical Race Theory. And that 
that uh, uh, is a website that you should visit, StopCriticalRaceTheory.com, a coalition of at least 15, and I think that's up to around 22 now, Ohio activist groups have bonded together uh, in this initiative to stop the indoctrination of children in our educational system. Uh, and again, that's at StopCriticalRaceTheory.com. I'm told Dan's phone is working now, so let's bring Dan Reginald back up onto the program. Dan, good morning. Good to have you back on AM 1420 The Answer. How are you, sir? I am great this morning, Bob. Thank you for having me. Hey, listen, I just have to tell you, whenever I listen to your show, which is more and more on the podcast, when you start off the show with that Reagan clip, I just, I just get such a sense of, of well-being and purpose, and I just want to thank you for that. I started it about five years ago. I've been on the, doing this show now for six, and it was about a year in that I got this, and I started playing that at the top of every hour. And I can tell you, Dan, not joking, uh, I still get tingles, not every day. Oh my, I, you know, you oh come to goodness. hear it every day, maybe it starts to get a little stale, but there are some days while I'm sitting here waiting to talk and waiting for it to end so I can go on the air that I listen to those words and I get little chills. You know what I mean? And it, it's inspiring. Oh, yeah. It really is. So I'm glad I'm not the only one who feels that way okay dan let's talk um about critical race theory i spent a great deal of time talking to peter curse now about this yesterday peter of course wrote a great primer on critical race theory for um, uh national review uh, a couple of months back there have been a lot of other fantastic explanations of uh crt from christopher rufo for example uh and and many others let me ask you to describe it in your, you know, most simple to understand terms. Uh, I called it while we were waiting for your phone problem to get fixed. You know, the beginning of cultural Marxism taking over this country by way of our educational system. Uh, you can you can follow up on that or go in your own direction. Yeah. So I, I guess I've got kind of a couple big announcements I want to make this morning, and I'll I'll start there. Um, so I heard you mention when when the phone was cutting out on me that we've formed this coalition now of 26 Ohio groups 26. called okay. stop called stopcriticalracetheory.com and about 1500 Ohioans have signed on I'd urge everybody out there to consider just going on the website and signing on because what we've used this these people signing up to do is at least down in south um, southwest Ohio we've used it to mobilize protests where schools are, where, where little problems in schools are popping up, and they're popping up really everywhere. So sign up there if you can. And the big news I want to share this morning is that two days ago, um, Governor candidate Joe Blystone signed on uh, to the campaign, formally saying that you know he's against critical race theory. And uh, yesterday, I don't think this is a big surprise to you, Jim Renacci also signed on. Um, so I, I, I think it's great that if we could just get all of our, our leaders to send a, um, uh, a clear message of, of where they stand on this, on this divisive practice, that's what we're trying to do with this, uh, this, this initiative. Well, Dan, um, it, that, those are very big announcements, no doubt about it, and I want to follow up on that in a moment. But again, I, I, if you could... Because everybody has not a different definition or explanation of what CRT is, but sometimes there is nuance in the way it's explained. Tell me your, and tell everyone, your definition of critical race theory and what makes it so dangerous before we talk about policies to try to ban it. I think the biggest thing that um, that 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 I saw when I, I got involved in this um, initiative was just really the, the, the changing of history that's trying to be done by progressives to move us away from equality, which is just that, that 
the, the God-given rights, Bob, that, that you and I were given when we were born that, that makes every one of us the same to a position of, of, of equity where you've got this buzzword equity that sounds good but, but, is, but is absolutely terrible, where you can start to discriminate against different individuals because of their, the color of their skin. And it just takes us to a place where I've never been in my lifetime, and it's, 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 um, it's really scary to me. And, and, and with that, taking us to that spot of equity, um, I, and I've got uh, a few things to say about that. It just, it just creates a situation where when I looked at kids and what they were about going, going through in their educational process, they're starting to be pitted against each other. And I, and I, I just can't even um, uh, imagine that happening just because of the color of their skin. And down in southwest Ohio, and I know I, you know, I, I was up in Medina over the weekend, and I've got to tell you, I, I'd never been there before, Bob. I was able to speak to Lisa's McFan group, and right. it was the most incredible um, uh, event I've ever been to. And I'd say... 50% of every single person who was there came up and talked to me and introduced themselves. And it's just such a great uh, group of, of activists you've got up there. But, but I'm seeing there, there are at least four or five or six school districts in southwest Ohio that I could tell you one by one what's going on. And what's happening is these schools are getting CARES money or, or, or the money from the government. They're hiring consultants. And these consultants are coming in, and they're, they're, they're shoving in things that that involve this equity push and uh and 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 what's happening is is you can just you can see it and parents are just alarmed at every at every uh at, at every stretch yeah there's no doubt about it we're talking with dan reganall dan uh, wears a number of hats uh, in addition to uh helping to form and mobilize this stop critical race theory dot com uh, group of 26 activist organizations he is also uh, a managing board member with uh, uh empower you dan you you started to talk about blystone signing on with uh stop critical race theory ohio you talked about jim renacy signing on as well obviously the next question has to be what about the current governor has mike dewine well, I- given any indication whatsoever that he agrees with this and would uh, uh if he were to be reelected would do everything he can to stop this from pervading our our, our children's minds in k through 12 well, a, a quick story about that. So, so yeah, and I heard your comments about Mike DeWine and the and the and the, and the virus on your last segment. But uh, we went, we uh, myself and one of our uh, kind of leaders in the campaign went to Columbus yesterday, and and we were going to meet with a couple of legislatures. I, I hope we have time. I can tell you about the bills that are proposed. But definitely, uh, we got there. We got there early. For once, I didn't get stopped on seventy one. We got there at nine, and I, we, we drove by the Board of Education, and I saw it, and I said, "Hey, let's run in there. We've got an extra hour." And we thought we would kind of be able to watch the school board meeting, the state school board meeting, which was going on. And so we we found a parking spot, ran in there, and 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 Bob, this state board of education, this is this is a group that needs reform. I want everybody to understand it. We got in there; they wouldn't even let us in the in the meeting itself. They took us down to the basement. And they made us watch the meeting on a TV that we couldn't even hear. And it was just like, this is a group that that needs transparency. They're woke. And um, it it needs reform for our our kids in our schools to do better. So anyway, we had our first meeting with John Husted um at 10:30 yesterday so this this goes right to your question and mm-hmm. um i've known i've known john for a number of years and 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 john sat down with us and uh he took us through a, a 
you know, he said he's having problems with critical race theory in his own, his own kid's school. I think he's got a sixth grader. And, and he told us he was, you know, his, his, he said one of his family members is texting him all the time about stuff that's going on, and he's nervous about it. He wouldn't speak for the governor, but he wound me through history, um, the same kind of things I just, I just talked about. And I got the feeling, and this is the second time we've spoke, that, that he was on our side. But what, what I want to do today on the, on the incredible Bob France authority is, is I, want, I want Governor DeWine, I want him to come out, and I want him to tell people where he stands uh, on this divisive co- concept of critical race theory. I think it's time. I, I think if, if the other leaders you know, in, the, in the government can do that, and they're speaking in the Ohio House, I think, I think it's time for Governor DeWine to. Yeah, I completely agree. And, you know, I, here's the thing, Dan, and, and, and we're getting into the, you know, into the sludge of politics now. It would not surprise me now that he sees his primary opponents, Blystone and Renacy, already saying no to this, that he didn't try to match that, but not mean it. Uh, this is, you know what I mean? Uh, he knows that there is a strong anti, you know, rhino and establishment movement in the, in the Republican Party and in the conservative movement in the state of Ohio. He may feel like, yeah, me too. Uh, I don't support this either, but, but not mean it and not be willing to sign anything that might be passed or, not even wait for anything to be signed. Doug Ducey, uh, I, as I just mentioned uh, uh, about signing a, uh, an order about not requiring vaccinations for college students, he and other governors have already signed, including the governor of Iowa, I believe it is an executive order, banning the teaching of critical race theory in K-12. through Why is Mike DeWine waiting for any of that? Why do we need to wait for well, a campaign promise or for a bill to get, to get out of the legislature when he could do the same thing? Yeah, well, we, we, we both know, Bob, from the pandemic, the legislature can be a little slow. Uh, yeah. I guess little, not, little, little isn't the real word, but, but I, I encourage the governor to, 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 to understand what the bills that uh, Diane Grendel and Sarah Fowler author and Don Jones have put through. They, they don't talk about critical race theory in, in a way that's d- divisive. The bills that they've put forward are very simple stuff, Bob, that the governor should surely be able to agree with. They, j- they just say, hey, listen. Let, let me stop you there, Dan. Dan hey, Dan, okay. let me stop you there because it's 1022. Let me take our time out here. You tell us about those bills on the other side of this. We'll have a short right. segment for you on the other side, and we'll get that. Dan Reganold uh, from Empower You and from StopCriticalRaceTheory.com will continue with us for one more segment after this. The teachers' unions are behind it, but the progressives, uh, Democrats, are pushing critical race theory all across the country. It will destroy opportunities for our children, and more affluent parents can take their children out of schools. They can put them uh, in private schools where they're being taught, or charter schools, or they can homeschool. But there are children who are trapped in inner-city schools. Those are the ones whose lives are being destroyed. Every American needs to stand up and fight against this dangerous critical race theory agenda. It's a worldview. It's destructive. It needs to end now. 
Dr. Carol Swain is a retired professor of political science and law at Vanderbilt University. She is a television analyst now and a best-selling author as well. She is a black woman, and you heard her. Critical race theory is going to harm minority students and white students alike. That's why we're fighting against it in the state of Ohio as we continue now with Dan Reganold, Empower You, and StopCriticalRaceTheory.com. Okay, uh, Dan Reganold, you were talking about two bills that are currently in the Ohio uh, legislature in the General Assembly that we are working on to uh, ban critical race theory. Tell us about those. So they, they try to kind of um, downplay the, the words critical race theory, but I think they, they say things that we should all be able to agree on, Bob, and, and all they, they both kind of say the same thing. They say that a state agency or teacher or administrator, they just can't teach anything that says that one race or sex is inherently superior to any other, and that um, that that no group can be uh, no no race or sex is inherently racist or oppressive and can't be discriminated against. Seems pretty straightforward, doesn't it? Well, it does. I mean, basically, what it is doing is saying that what we passed in 1964 should be followed, which is the Civil exactly. Rights Act, which says everybody is exactly. equal in the eyes of the law, and no one race, creed, or anybody else should be discriminated against. We don't and, even and, need legislation for that, should we? <laughs> No, we shouldn't. And there's just two little different treatments. Diane Grendel and Sarah Fowler author's bill. It's 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 huge in scope, and I love it because it it hits four areas. Bob, it hits the universities where the head of, the head of the snake is. It goes right at universities. It hits all state government, and and I'm and I'm told by people who send me notes from all around about different state agencies and how how woke they've become. It covers all local and township government, and it covers public schools. The only thing it doesn't cover is private schools and private employers. Um, Don Jones's bill is 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 simpler, and it only covers um, K through 12. Uh, so um, I, I just would love to be able to kind of push these two and, and get them to go a little faster to get done by June 30th, which I think people want this behind them. And the where one thing they, I wanted to the, tell... Where are those bills in the pipeline right now? They started testimony yesterday, and the real testimony from proponents, I'm told, is going to be next Tuesday and Wednesday. Okay. And um, if, if, you, if, if you know your legislator, uh, I, I urge you to send them a note on the contact form and ask them to push it. The one thing I want to send a message to uh, all your listeners, I, I watch them, I'm watching them all sign up, Bob, thank you, is that I, I had an event I spoke at last week. It wasn't the McFan, where I had my first plant in the audience, somebody you know who I could tell was sent there. Sure. And, and the major thing people who are against these bills and, and what they're saying, what they're all saying is the same thing. And what they're saying is, you know, what are you scared about the kids uh, learning? What, what are you scared uh, to teach them? Do you, do you not want them to learn the truth? Do you not want them to learn, to learn history? And, and the message to that is that in both Grendel's bill and in Jones's bill, it clearly says that the bill doesn't prevent schools or government from teaching about racism, slavery, segregation, as long as it's done in, a, in an objective way. Well, that sounds reasonable, of course. And, you know, the reality of it is those who would purport and, propo- uh, and who are proponents of teaching critical race theory want to teach two of those very things. They want to teach racism, not about past racism, but they want to encourage current racism against white kids, telling them that they are inherently evil, which you just described, the one bill, which certainly uh, would outlaw. Uh, and they want to teach them that, that, that one race is superior to another, not because of superiority of the one, but because 
cause of the inherent evil of the other. So, you know, that's why, that's why, you know, the, the plant that was sent there to try to disrupt you, uh, that's the one thing that they don't explain and they can't explain. Which is why when I give speeches, and I have a, uh, another one coming up tomorrow night, uh, I hope I get a plant or two in there because I love engaging with these people to <laughs> shoot holes. Yeah, it's kind of fun, isn't it? it? It really is. Uh, Dan Reganold, uh so I want to I encourage people again. There are 26 different activist groups that have combined thus far to create StopCriticalRaceTheory.com. We need more members there. There's roughly 1,500 members. We want to grow that daily. So not only do I want you to sign up as a new member at Stop, StopCriticalRaceTheory.com, and Dan wants you to do the same. Share that on your social media. Send it out to acquaintances who are like-minded, which means they are people who believe that uh, equality is is uh, is our goal, not equity. That equality of opportunity and that all races are equal and not one being superior or or inferior to the other is our goal. Sh- send them to those people and ask them to sign on board as well. Dan, please keep us posted on the progress of the bills that you just mentioned and uh, anything else that you might get from uh, Lieutenant Governor Husted or anybody else in Columbus because we really need to follow this closely. Thanks, Bob. Have a great day. Thank you, Dan. Dan Reginald, uh, again, he's with Empower You. He's a managing board member there, and he is uh, driving the driving force behind StopCriticalRaceTheory.com. Our kids' futures quite literally depend on this, my friends. Do not underestimate that in any way. It's reality. Ohio Politics, part two, coming up as we talk about the fight to primary out Anthony Gonzalez. Jonas Schultz wants to be the guy to do that. He'll join us next on AM 1420, The Answer. Ten thirty-seven. As we continue, I count twenty-three minutes left of outstanding, awesome. We'll take you until eleven o'clock. Then Gallagher, then of course Kirk and Prager, and stay here for Gorka and stay here for Seculo and Elder. If you are going to have the radio on, you might as well have it on. Uh, the best conservative thoughts and opinions and ideas that are in media today. The choice in Ohio sixteen is clear. We can continue to empower wealthy elitists and political insiders, or we can finally take a stand and put forward a true outsider, someone who understands what it means to live and work in our communities, who will fight against the establishment with everything they have. That is what I pledge to you. I cannot be bribed or threatened into compliance. I know there is nothing more precious in this life than our God-given rights. Let's win this together, and let's kick some A in Washington. Yeah, he said it, though. He followed it with two letters, though. Those are the words of Jonah Schultz in a recent Facebook post. Jonah Schultz for Congress joins us now on AM 1420, The Answer. Good morning, Jonah. How are you? Morning, Bob. Thank you so much for having me on. And I just have one quick question to kick this off, and that's, where is Anthony Gonzalez? We are staring down the barrel of the most radical administration in American history and Anthony Gonzalez continues to show he's either incapable or unwilling to stand up for our most basic individual liberties. In just five months in the Biden administration, we have seen them mandate that schools, uh, you know, force schools to allow men to participate in women's sports and use women's facilities. The Biden administration is pushing grants to fund schools that promote critical race theory. We're pushing for taxpayer funding of abortions in the next upcoming Biden uh, budget. They're trying to slash the Hyde Amendment. Um, Just in May alone, we saw 180,000 illegal immigrants apprehended at the southern border. That's the highest number in over two decades. 
And many of them are staying put right here in the United States because Biden slash Trump's remain in Mexico policy. And I don't need to tell you or anybody else about the massive inflation that we're seeing in our gas, in our food, in our raw materials. And we have Republicans like Anthony Gonzalez who refuse to make a peep, who refuse to stand up and even pretend uh, to be a force for our constitutional rights. And, and, and we can no longer tolerate this type of representation in Ohio 16th or, or anywhere in our country. Jonah Schultz coming right out of the gate swinging <laughs> at the opening bell. Wow. Uh, you were loaded for bear there. It sounds like you're pretty passionate. To, uh, to, to, to attempt to answer your question, I'll just say I don't know, but it really does seem that he's been awfully quiet uh, since he voted to impeach Donald Trump, since he was uh, called out and censured by the Ohio Republican Party for trying to do that, since he's been uh, uh, calls for his resignation have been heard. He has been awfully quiet and not uh, not seemingly very involved or engaged in all of the things that you just described that affect Ohioans. Absolutely. And, and again, we can't tolerate this. We saw Anthony Gonzalez sit on his hands as our very basic rights were stripped from us in our in our state of Ohio. He said, quote, you know, our governor, Mike DeWine, was striking all the right moves with the lockdowns, with the mandates, with closing our schools, closing our businesses, closing our churches, forcing countless Ohioans into addiction, into despair, into poverty. And with Republicans like these, do we do we really even need a Democrat party when you have when you have Republicans like Anthony Gonzalez, Liz Cheney, Mitt Romney, who are taking us down this exact same road as the radical left? And that's really where we find ourselves. If, if we don't send these rhino Republicans home, we don't have a chance to, to save this country. Jonah, you uh, we're talking with Jonah Schultz, who is a candidate, a uh, Republican primary candidate for Ohio 16. He wants to move Anthony Gonzalez out of Washington, which many of us do. You have made in some of your early campaign co- uh, commentary and in commercials uh, quite a big deal about big tech and about the impact that they have on the First Amendment and on the ability. To me, the First Amendment is, is obviously extraordinarily important. It's sacrosanct. But to me... Big tech censorship of conservatives prevents us from doing more than just speak freely. It prevents us from organizing. We all know that the left uses social media to organize with one another, to generate, to start groups, to activist groups, PACs, and so on and so forth, drive donations for candidates, and so forth. And when big tech overlords of, you know, Facebook and Twitter and Apple and Microsoft and so forth, when they ban conservatives from speaking with one another, the biggest threat is it bans us from being able to coordinate and organize like the left can in order to win elections. Absolutely. And, and I don't care if our rights are being stripped by massive corporations, massive monopolies, or the government. Our, our job as conservatives is to fight against the consolidation of power wherever we find it. And social media is a huge, a huge issue that we're facing because they control the public square, like it or not. And so what we have is the federal government propping up these big tech monopolies. Uh, you know, many people don't know our federal government is, is in contracts worth tens of billions of dollars with big tech. We are financially supporting uh, corporations that censor the free and legal speech of American citizens. And so as Republicans, we need to actually get tough on this issue. We, we can't just keep bringing in Mark Zuckerberg and Jack Dorsey onto these, these Senate hearings and you know, tell them that they've been bad boys and, and send them back to Silicon Valley with, with no uh, no repercussion. We need to actually put forth 
legislation that's going to defund big tech by getting the government out of these contracts. And we need to hold them financially responsible by, by fining big tech, these monopolies, each and every time they censor the free and legal speech of American citizens. Otherwise, you're never going to see them adjust their policy, and you're going to continue to see conservatives censored, kicked off lines. You're going to see these bogus fact checks slapped on every post that goes against uh, the status quo that the mainstream media uh, and big tech want to see pushed. Uh, and they've essentially just become, you know, another wing of the Democrat Party uh, alongside the mainstream media. Yeah, I, I think it's obvious that they have done exactly that. Um, you know, the question is, is what can you do differently when you talk about don't bring them in and just scold them for being bad boys? You talk about defunding them. That's that's something that I would imagine has crossed the minds of a lot of le- uh, current legislators in D.C., particularly conservative-minded ones, but they haven't been able to do so. Uh, have you talked to, do you have any conversation or relationships with sitting members of Congress in the Republican Party that maybe are advising you, or have you talked to them about, hey, why don't we do this? Um, to this point, I haven't had any direct conversations with, with current elected officials. I know there there are many in D.C. right now who want to see this happen, mm-hmm. uh, but the issue is we know the Democrats aren't going to move on this, um, but we see a lot of Republicans who are who are funded you know, by big tech, that are, their campaigns are promoted by big tech. And so they, they don't have any interest in, in taking on, uh, you know, the hand that feeds them. And so that's, that's the issue. We have this kind of hand in hand with, with big tech, with this corruption, uh, with these massive lobbyists and money that's pushed to campaigns. And so you have a lot of Republicans who don't want to see this change because ultimately their only concern is consolidating their own power and, and keeping their seats and advancing their own political careers. And so it's really all of these issues are going to be 100% focused on uh, and dependent on what we can do as voters and, and seeing through uh, these individuals who are selling out our, our rights at every step of every step of the way. Um, and in, until we as the people take a stand and, and again, like I said, start sending these political outsiders to D.C., you're just going to see the same old song and dance that we've seen for, you know, generations. Jonah, it's still very early, obviously, uh, but you know it's it's mid June. Um, how's the campaign going? Are you start because you know yours is a relatively unknown name, uh, and I say that not disparaging disparagingly, but just you know the reality of it. A lot of people don't know you're trying to get some traction out there. How is it going as far as getting your name out there? Are you starting to feel like you have some momentum for your campaign? Yes, things are building each and every day. We're we're getting some massive momentum and support on the ground. We're attending four, five, six events per week all around the district. We've spoken with thousands and thousands of voters who, again, want to see outsiders, want to see authentic, available, accessible individuals who, who know what it means to, to live and work in our communities and, and face the problems that we all face. Uh, and they don't want to put another individual into office who's, who's part of this system. And so we're seeing the overwhelming majority of support on the ground. So many great clubs and organizations that many who have just just popped up over the past year in resistance to this lockdown tyranny that we've seen in the state of Ohio and across the country. And we are seeing a really a massive movement rallying around our campaign of, of people who simply want to make their own choices and want to see this country, the, the greatest country that, that this world has ever seen, the most free, prosperous, and just nation that this world has ever seen. They want to see their children and their grandchildren grow up with the same opportunity and the same freedom um, that, that, has been stripped from us and that many of us took for granted uh, and it got just taken from us in an instant. 
And so all around this district, we're, we're seeing some really great support. The message that we are, we are putting out there is, is resonating with so many people. Uh, and, and we're just getting going. So things are continuing to grow. And I, I couldn't be happier with, with where we are right now. We are talking with Jonas Schultz. He is a candidate for Congress in Ohio 16. He wants to primary out Anthony Gonzalez. You know, on your website, JonasSchultzForCongress.com, one of the issues you talk about is securing our elections. Um, you know, a number of states have already taken drastic steps to uh, strengthen the security and the integrity of the vote while expanding access to the ballots for everyone, despite, you know, media reports to the contrary, saying that people are going to be suppressed over this. Um Ohio hasn't been targeted as one of those states that uh, had irregularities, or at least a lot of irregularities. President Trump won Ohio on November 3rd by around eight or eight and a half points. Does Ohio need to do something to strengthen its election uh, laws? Absolutely. The state of Ohio and, and every state around the country should be acting to put forth just very basic election integrity laws. And, and Ohio, I mean, we're in a much better spot than, than many other states. Uh, you know, I want to make that clear. Uh, but we don't have photo ID requirements here in, in the state of Ohio. Um, you know, what I think we need to do on the, on the federal level um, and, and on the state level is institute these nationwide, you know, photo, photo ID laws. Uh, we need to start limiting absentee voting to, to legitimate reasons uh, and, and get rid of the non-excuse um, the early person voting, in-person voting, and, and, and mail-in voting has gotten out of hand in so many states where we're seeing 60 days. We have, we have election season now where we used to have election day. Um, and, and we're seeing these problems all across the country, and that's why we saw such a regularity. We saw laws being changed, and we just need to ensure that we're having the most, the most rock-solid elections that we can possibly have. We know in any election in human history that there's been individuals trying to, to attempt fraud. Uh, we know this. We know this is something that happens, and, and we have to we have to we have to fight it. And so, at the very least, if we put in, put forth these very basic criminalizing ballot harvesting, banning you know all unsolicited mail-in voting, if if we if we take these very basic steps, at the very least, you're going to put some faith back in our elections that we're going going to have legitimate, free, and fair elections. But until you do that, you're going to have so many individuals, you know, myself including, and others that are going to say, you know kind of put their hands up and say, you know, I, I don't know and, and across this country if we if we did have a, a free and fair election. And so it's, it's a huge issue that we need to address at, at the state level and at the federal level as well. Jonah Schultz, last question, again, looking at your website, which I'll send people to at SchultzForCongress.com on the Our Issues page. You also talk about repairing the broken education system. Uh, I just talked to Dan Reganold, uh, who is leading an activist organization to stop our schools from teaching CRT, critical race theory, and bringing cultural Marxism into our classrooms. Um, how do you feel about that at the federal level, if you were to make it to Washington, D.C.? What will or could you do to stop that type of um, revisionist history and divisive present-day education of our kids? Well, 100%, we need to ban critical race theory at the federal level. We need to follow in the footsteps of of Iowa and Florida and take this head on. Critical race theory is an evil ideology that teaches children to hate themselves or others just based on the arbitrary characteristic of the color of their skin. It's, it's ahistorical, it's inaccurate, uh, and, it's, and it's just simply wrong, and we shouldn't, be, we shouldn't be indoctrinating our children with this type of nonsense. And so on the federal level, 
we 100% need to address critical race theory by, by, by stomping it out. Um, we have a, a lot of issues to address on the federal level. I, I would 100% be in favor of abolishing the federal Department of Education. We need to, we need to ask for true school choice, a lot, putting the power and, and, and tax dollars uh, putting that control with the parents so that they can get the best possible education for their students. Stop funding these corrupt uh, teachers' unions that, that are destroying our schools and, and giving us apparated classrooms all around this country. Again, we need to put parents and students first and, and stop promoting uh, this, this ahistorical critical race theory. Stop promoting these corrupt teachers' unions that, that only protect the establishment power within their own union. Uh, and and finally start putting these kids first. I mean, it, it is such a mess out there, but we need school choice to be able to ensure that parents can get the highest quality of education possible for their children and and, and, if, and, and take their kids out of these schools that are pushing this type of nonsense, whether it's critical race theory, gender theory, or any of these twisted leftist ideologies. Jonah Schultz is crisscrossing all over the 16th Congressional District. He's trying to get Anthony Gonzalez out. He's got a very, very strong start here. Jonah, I appreciate you coming on, talking about some of the issues, talking about the state of your campaign. I couldn't agree with you more. We need to get Anthony Gonzalez out of office. Enough rhinos in uh, uh, in the Republican Party are harming us, and uh, this particular one is egregious. So I wish you the very best of luck in the campaign, and we'll talk again soon. Thank you, Bob. God bless. All right, thank you very much, Jonah. That's Jonah Schultz for Congress. His website is Schultz for Congress. Check it out for yourself. I've got time for maybe a call or two in the last segment of the broadcast, so if you want to dial, dial now, 216-901-0945, right after this. Okay, 1056, let's get a call or two in. Uh, I want to go to Christine from Amherst on uh, AM 1420, The Answer. Hi, Christine, go right ahead. Hi, Bob. I wanted to mention a couple things um, with respect to the Ohio State Board of Education um, meeting yesterday. Kirsten Hill, uh, who you know is a member of that group, told us Mm -hmm. last night two, two interesting and disturbing things, I believe. First of all, for this year, um, I guess it's an experimental uh, basis, free meals are going to be given or offered to all schools, every student, no matter um, the need or not. Uh, sounds like breakfast and lunch, free meals this year. And secondly, she said that um, part of a principal's evaluation, job review, is um, going to be based on how much or how effectively principals promote the CRT um, agenda to their faculty? Um, first of all, uh, with respect to the lunches, that's for every school in the state? Is that what you were told? Or is that what Kirsten yes. had said? Yes, a trial so, basis. So- so even so, even wealthy school districts where the median home value is two hundred fifty thousand dollars and the income is is hundreds of thousands of dollars, they're giving free free meals away to every kid in the public schools. Yes. How is that sensible? How is that reasonable? How is that a responsible use of taxpayer dollars? What is going to be the increase in our budget to make that happen? And how much of that is going to come out of everyday middle class and lower middle class Americans' paychecks to pay for that? That's the, the one of the most insane things that I've ever seen. Um, Excellent. 
exactly. It's yeah, disturbing. It is very troubling. And as far as principal evaluations based upon how uh, they, how well or how much they push the uh, uh, critical race theory, again, I would have to ask, where is our leadership? You know, I mean, because the school board, which if they do this, by the way, every single one of them need to be removed uh, who, who support it. Not, of course, people like Kirsten, but, but anybody who supports it. But number two, where is our leadership in the state house and in the uh, in the governor's mansion for crying out loud? How are exactly. we not how are we not heading this off at the pass the way again? We're a red state. And I know sometimes we go blue. But generally speaking, there's a reason why there's a strong Republican majority in the House and in the Senate, and we almost always win the governor's races. We're a red state, and yet they govern as if they're, they're trying to cater and kowtow to, to Democrat voters. I don't understand that. How are they not rising up and saying, like Florida, like you know Arizona, like here, like there, everywhere, we're going to ban critical race, Iowa, ban critical race theory in our schools? Yes, she she did say that, of course. Um, I guess it's kind of optional as part of their evaluation. But um, Well, if they're going to evaluate no. the principles for, job, for, for promotions and pay increases and so forth, then it's not optional. They're going to do that if it's going to benefit them and their careers, and that's just the same thing as requiring it. I, I've got to run here, Christina. Thank you so much for the phone call, but I'm out of time. Everybody else on hold, I apologize. That's how it goes some days. We'll be back tomorrow with Dr. Everett Piper. We'll see you then. Bye-bye.